Good morning, everyone. A good Chodesh and a Freilich in Hanukkah. Welcome back. It's a pleasure being here with the Gansa Eilam for a very extra, extra wonderful special edition of our Breakfast and Learn Sunday morning program. A special Hanukkah, Rish Chodesh edition. And, of course, um, this morning's, this week's <coughs> Breakfast and Learn has been sponsored by our very own Reb David Weiser, Eli Nishmas's father, Yosef Hirsch Ben Shalom, Neshama should have an Aliyah. Our learning this morning should be an Aliyah for his Neshama. And um, so let's talk about Hanukkah a little bit. With this, um, this is uh, the second to last day of Hanukkah. Tonight, Zayis Hanukkah. Zayis Hanukkah certainly behooves us to try to incorporate a little bit of Hanukkah tire and Hanukkah discussions into our breakfast and learn program this morning. And we're going to deal with a fascinating question. Mamish, a fascinating question that Mepharshim asked. Uh, the earlier Achrayim, the Paiskim, they asked this question based on a halacha that's brought down in Shulchan Aruch, well known halacha, somewhat well known. Let's see how, actually, let's see how well known this halacha is. Let's test out our halachic knowledge over here, okay? So, uh, what's the halacha, Rabbi Yisai? On Hanukkah, there's a special insertion we put into Shimon Esrei and into benching. What do we put into Shimon Esrei and benching on Hanukkah? Alanisim. Okay, that wasn't the hard one yet. Alanisim. We put Alanisim into the bracha of Birchas tonight. The Birchas Haidah, the second bracha of, Shem, of, 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 of benching. We put Alanisim in, and in Shemon Esri, put it in into the second to last bracha. What's Allah if he is benching on Hanukkah? And he gets to Allah Aritzvi Al and he finishes the bracha, he's ready for Rachim, and he realizes Givaldi forgot to say Alanisim. What does he do? What do you do if you forgot Alan Isim? Who is that? Who is just singing? Oh! Excellent, Sir Rebecca Vreeland. Not just said the answer, he sang the answer for us. Well, okay. The, the answer, there must be extra points. We'll have to calculate how many extra points you get for singing the answer later. But yes, there's a special Harachaman that is instituted upon the forgetion, forgetting and the forgetion of if you forget to say uh, Alan Isim in benching. It's a special Rachman that you say, and it's a, a, a Ramah that tells us about this, and uh, in Hilchas Chanukah, a special Rachman that you say, and you say Rachman towards the end of benching, may the merciful one perform, perform miracles like he performed back then, and then you launch into, into Alanisim. <clears throat> you say Alanisim, you say it at the end of benching. That's what you're supposed to do. A special Rachman, and this is the Rachman for benching. Now, I, I uh, have a brother-in-law who is several years older than me, who lives in our stroll. It's a maggot in a uh, very esteemed yeshiva in, um, in Telstone, and he, he had a chaver in his yeshiva years. I still remember this, because when I first, when uh, I was learning in our stroll as a bachras, I used to go, I hung out by my sister my brother-in-law's house a lot. I would be there for Shabbos, and I would be there for Purim. So this Arachim, by the way, you make it on whether Hanukkah or Purim. On Purim also, if you forget on Nisim and Purim, you do the same thing. You say the Arachim, and at the end, and then you, you make the Alanisim. So, so my brother-in-law had a Chavrusa, he learned by Tzvi Koshlevsky in Eretz Yisrael, he had a Chavrusa who was fascinated, fascinated with this Harachamon. He said, mention this Harachamon, this is a Bidyevet Harachamon. This Harachamon is for the Bidyevet people, for the people, the ex post facto people that forgot, forgot what they were supposed to do. They did the wrong thing. They failed to say Alanisim in the right place. So we make a special Harachamon that you only say this Harachamon if, if, you, if you're a Bidyevet yet, if you forgot to say Alanisim in the right place, there's a special Harachamon just for you, for, to, 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 uh, to, to make it up in the wrong place. And he was fascinated by this, 
He, he himself was a, he was a Baal Shuva, Chavrusa of my brother-in-law, just to keep all the connections up. He was, he was a, uh, a, he himself was a Baal Shuva. He came from a, a, a irreligious background. He also found himself learning by Rasiko Shlevsky. He's now a big mashpia in, in um, campus Kiev somewhere in America, I believe, somewhere. Um, anyway, so he was fascinated with this, and also he felt a special connection, a special, you know, resonated with this. It's like, you know, this is for me, the other the, the, the people, the people that are given a second chance. Is a Rachman who's only there for people that are given a second chance. So fascinated with it that he composed a special song. It was very, I, I just was reminded of this because of Rabbi Gavrilin starting to sing the Harachman. This Chavrusa of my Shvagar composed a special song for the Harachman, for the Bidyevidian, and he, like, that was his personal song, and they used to sing it every year on Purim at my, uh, at my brother in law's house. This fellow, he would get at, his name was, was Jim. It used to be Jim. And his, all his good friends still called him Jim. You know, that's, that's the way it works, that's the way it goes. And you, these names, sometimes it takes a long time to shake the old names. So he was Jim, and he had that guitar, and he would sing. He called it the Bidievit song. He called it the Bidievit song, but it was a very nice song. Anyway, that's not so much the focus of this morning's shir, but that's a very interesting story, a very interesting insight in of itself, that this Arachaman is for people who are given a second chance. It's, it's for the Bidievit, no, you, you get a second chance. And, and if you remember it the first time around, you don't say this Arachman. It's not for you. Not for you. It's a special Arachman for the people that need a second chance. So anyway, what we're going to focus on right now, and maybe this year Purim time, I'll try to teach everybody the song, the, the Jim's, Jim's song, the Jim's Arachman song. Not now, this, it's really for Purim, the song. Not so much for Hanukkah, but the, the Harachim itself is for Hanukkah and Purim. Let's read how the Ramah Paskins this halacha, and let's see um, something very fascinating unfold itself over here. Says the Ramah, Some say that when a Yid forgets to say Alanisim in benching, so what do you do, says the Ramah? When we get to the Harachim, at the end, May the merciful one perform nisim and aflois miracles and wonders for us, just like he did for our forefathers in the, in the, back in the day. And then you launch into bimei matzios ben yochan, and you go into the, 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 the you go into alanisim. You go from that point into alanisim. Okay, so that's a gepaskin the halacha. It's 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 out there. It's a well known halacha, and hopefully now it's well known to all of us. The Rachman for the Bedi Eved Yidin. But there's a big problem. The Paiskim ask a cash on this remote. All, the early Achreinim already ask, ask the following question. Comes out, if you read this Harachman carefully, this Harachman that you say when you forget Alanisim, you're davening for something that normally we're not supposed to daven for. Let's read it again. Harachman made the merciful one, Yaselanu, should perform for us, should perform for us, Yaselanu, Nisim Vinaflois, may Hashem make miracles and wonders for us. We're asking Hashem to make miracles for us. We're davening for miracles. When you remember it the first time around, you're not davening for miracles. You're saying, we're thanking Hashem for the miracles that He already performed. We're thanking Hashem for the nisim of the past. When we light the menorah, we're, we're making a bracha. When you forget alanisim, suddenly you're asking Hashem to make miracles for you. You're asking Hashem to make miracles. What's the problem? The problem is, this flies in the face of several well-known gemars that you're not allowed to daven for nisim. A person's not allowed to daven for, for, for nature to change for himself. You can't daven for nisim. You can't, you can't rely on nisim and you can't daven for nisim. Isn't that only a specific nisim here? Well, 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 listen, but, but listen, I'm, 
we've got to build this up slowly. We're starting with a question. Before we get to answers, first we have to, we have to ask the question before we can answer the question. Good. Hold all the thoughts. Hold all the thoughts for now. So, um, the, um, <clears throat> there's a Gemara in Brachis that says, based on a Mishnah, that the Mishnah says that um, someone whose wife is expecting in the first 40, for, in the first 40 days, you can daven for the, 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 the baby to be a boy. Daven for the baby to be a boy, Gemara says. The Mishnah says, in the first 40 days, she daven for the Uber to be a Ben Zacher. Do you want to have a boy? A boy, you make a bris milah. If it's the first boy, you can make a vision of Ben. Maybe, perhaps, uh, boys do more mitzvahs. Umar says, daven for a boy. After 40 days, it's called a tefillah shav. You can't daven for it to be a boy anymore, because after 40 days, it's already locked in if it's a boy or a girl. It's already been established. We're locked in to nature if it's a boy or a girl. Umara asks, Kasha, from the, the story that we just had a couple of parashas ago, I, Leo, was expecting a boy. She davened for the, she didn't want to take the final boy away from Rachel. She davened for it to be a girl. And, and, and it was tw- switched to, to, um, <coughs> to Dina. Or the fetuses themselves were switched. Either one, either way, it worked either whether the boy was switched to a girl or, or the babies were switched in, in, in utero. Either way, that's a miracle. Says the Gemara, how could Leo do that? So the Gemara has different answers. Are there one answer is the Leo Taka did it within the first 40 days. Not after 40 days. Another answer is that, um, you know, we can't extrapolate from Leo. Leo is different than us. We are not allowed to do this. It, it comes out from the Gemara that <clears throat> after 40 days of conception, a baby's already locked into being a boy or girl. And you're not allowed to daven any longer for it to be a boy. It's too late. It's too late. It is whatever it is. It is already. I, Leia, did have her baby switched. The gender itself was switched. Or the babies were switched in utero. It can happen. Yes, it can happen miraculously. But we're not allowed to daven for a miracle. Ain't maskirin maisa nisim, says the Gemara. You can't ask the Rebbeinu Shalalim for nisim. This is also... Backed up by a, another Gemara over here, where famous Gemara, the person should not expose himself to danger, um, and he can't say they're going to make a miracle for me. The Gemara explains over here why it is that we don't rely on miracles, we don't die for miracles, we don't count on miracles. Two reasons the Gemara seems to say over here. One is, Mefarshim <clears throat> um, explain. The first reason the Gemara is giving, not just because it's risky, you don't need a Gemara to tell me that it's risky, but the Gemara is saying that it looks, um, you know, a person decides to rely on a miracle, daven for a miracle, it looks a little bit like uh, conceit, a little bit too haughty, it's haughtiness. Um, you know, you're Leia, you're someone that can daven for a miracle, you're someone that has the, the merits, the schuss to daven for a miracle. Hashem saves miracles for very special occasions, so it looks like an act of conceit. And even if, you know, you'll get away with it, Hashem will perform a miracle for you, the Gemara says it's going to eat up your Eilam Haba. If, you, if Hashem goes out of his way to make a miracle for you, you can't get a nace. Um, without having to pay for it. You have to pay for a miracle. It's got to come off of the Cheshun somewhere else. Shem wants to break the laws of nature for you. Make an open miracle. So you have to pay for that in, 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 uh, in currency, which is uh, a very, very, um, you know, uh, the exchange rate over there is very stiff. You can end up paying for it in Yoelam Haba, and Yuzchusim. You don't want to do that. So this, this is two reasons why the Gemara says that we don't pray for miracles, we don't rely on miracles. A, to ask Hashem for miracles makes it seem... Like uh, it's like in, like it, 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 it's an act of uh, 
conceit, haughtiness, gaiva, to, to make it look like we're in the position to ask Hashem for miracles, and we don't even really want to, to be answered in asking Hashem for miracles because it comes off of our schosim. So based on this, the Mepharshim asked the question <clears throat> on this remote, the early Achreinim, the Naisei Kalim on Shulchan Aruch asks this question on the Ramah, how, if the Gemara has an injunction against praying for miracles, we're not allowed to dab for Nisim, how, even if, you're a B'dievedi, even if you've been given a second chance, good, you've been given a second chance, but that doesn't allow you to dab for miracles, how can we come along and say now, may the merciful one perform for us miracles and wonders like he did for our forefathers, how can we do that? So now, we had a, 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 our own Rabbi Yisachar over here was giving a suggestion. We'll see. There's going to be a few approaches we're going to give, and we may, in, in fact, and indeed come, find ourselves coming back to the suggestion that was suggested. Well, let's go through the sugya step by step over here. So, um, let's see what the Naisei Kalim have to say. So, so they do discuss it. It's they actually don't discuss it over here in Hilchus Chanukah, but the Naisei Kalim and Shulchan Aruch discuss it in... Um, in, in um, the halachas of benching earlier, where it comes up, and w- w- this is um, the uh, the Shari Chuba brings down a Bechor Shor who asks a question. The Bechor Shor gives two answers. One of those answers is also given by the Marshal, the Shleim Aluria, the Yamsha Shlom, the Marshal, who's also on Shulchan Aruch. So he gives two answers back to back over here. Um, he first asks the question. Either the rebbeinu you're not allowed to daven for nice. We can't daven for miracles. Now that we missed Al Nisim, we forgot Al Nisim. Suddenly we can daven for miracles. Hashem should make miracles for us. You, you never daven for miracles. We can't daven for miracles. So he says two answers, and we have to pay attention to these answers because these answers may end up making practical differences in practical halacha as to when you can pray for miracles and when you can't. Says the Shari Shuv quoting a Bechor Shor in his first answer, if you're asking. On behalf of the community, you're actually allowed to ask for miracles. If you're asking for the community. You're not asking for yourself. You're not saying, I know it's day 41, but I, I really need a boy. Give me a boy. Please give me a boy. That's a, a personal feeling. You're down for yourself. You want that boy. That you can't do anymore. That's asking Hashem for an open miracle. If you're Leah, maybe you could get away with it. But if you're no longer Leah, you can't do that. That's for yourself. But for the Tzibor, you're allowed to ask for miracles for the Tzibor. Lanu, not Lee, but Lanu. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, he says also, interestingly, um, there's a tefillah that some people say, the long tefillah that people say by duchening on, 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 uh, on um, when we say, when we have uh, duchening here on Yamtiv, says a nosach of Yasa Nisim. So he says that you should say Yasa Lanu Nisim. That's one other place where you perhaps find asking for miracles. Nusach has to be Yasa Lanu, not Li. Ask Hashem to perform for us miracles. But anyway, the Shari Juv is saying that the community, on behalf of the community, you can ask Hashem to perform miracles for a community. He says another answer. The Gam Yesh Lechalik. Listen to the second answer to Kagain. Hai, the Melchemes Chashmanoi. The, the um, battle of the Chashmanoi. Where are we inserting this? Tfilah to Hashem, Hashem, please make miracles for us. We're, we're using that as a preface for Al Hanisim, the Al Hanisim prayer itself. Rabbi Matas Yo, when you talk about the miracles Hashem did, did back then, what are the miracles that Hashem did back then? What, what, do, we, what do we focus on in Al Hanisim, actually, in Bimei Matas Yo? Well, what's the focus, the primary focus of it's a long, it's much longer than the one we say in Purim, right? The Muhammad. 
We focus on the Mulchama, we focus on the battle. We say that um, Hashem delivered Rabbim biyad ma'atim, Tamei biyad tahirim, Rishoyim biyad tzadikim. Hashem delivered the many into the hands of the few, the mighty into the hands of the weak, the impure into the hands of the pure. So what we focus on in Bimei Matasyo is the miracle of the victory, the, the miracle of the battle, the fact that the, the small, um, the small um, inexperienced and, and um, unimpressive army of the Jews is able to vanquish the superior might and army of the Greeks. So that's the miracle that we're talking about, that we're focusing on in Alanisim. Says the Shai Tshuva, and, and this is, um, sorry, the Marshal, he says the first one also. This second one is, is what he is speaking at also from the Bechor Shor. <coughs> a miracle that's disguised in nature, you're, also, you're allowed to daven for. That is an exception to the Gemara. When the Gemara says you can't pray for a miracle, the Gemara means you can't pray for an open miracle. You cannot pray for an open miracle. But a miracle which is clouded in nature which is not open in its, in its miraculousness, which is not a direct abeyance of the laws of nature that you actually are allowed to pray for. And, and, and patterned and modeled after the miracle of the victory when the Chashmonaim defeated the Yavadim. Um, changing the gender of the baby after day 40 from a boy to a girl, that's an open miracle because it's already apparent. You can already tell if it's a boy or a girl. It's already developed enough to see. Is it a boy or is it a girl? So for it to change from a boy to a girl or a girl to a boy, that's an open violation of the laws of nature that you can't dive in for. Yeah, but you, you don't know on 40 days it's a boy or a girl? After 40 days, it's apparent. Right, but you don't know what, what gender it is. After 40 days, it, it's, the baby's developed enough that, that, that uh, you can see a baby after 40 days is already developed enough that the, the, um, the organs that differentiate a boy from a girl are already developed enough that you can tell if it's a boy or a girl after 40 days. Before 40 days, the baby is not, doesn't, is not at that state of development yet. You can't tell yet. After 40 days, that's when that, the baby is developed enough physically that you can see if it's a boy or a girl. So that's why till 40 days, you can dive in for it to be a boy. And the Gemara actually tells us, in Karchus, dive in for it to be a boy. That's what the Gemara tells us. You should dive in for it to be a boy. Um, after 40 days, you can't make that tefillah anymore. It's tefillah shav. You're davening now for a, a miracle. It would be miraculous. But, but um, something that's along the lines of the victory of, of the, of the Chashmonai over the Yivanim, that's also a miracle, but it's a miracle that was hidden in nature. And that's something you're also allowed to daven for. So let's take a step back and understand the second answer. The second answer is saying like this. <clears throat> There's two types of miracles. <clears throat> There's the open miracles that, like the splitting of the Red Sea, the Absof, when the, when the, when the sea splits, that's, the, that's nothing that could have happened in nature. There is Mun falling down. There's all the Makkahs, everything that happened in Egypt. Lots of open miracles that happened a long time ago. Leah, after 40 days, <clears throat> having her baby boy switch for a baby girl, those are open miracles. That you can't daven for, ever. And that's the Gemara and Brachas. But there's another kind of miracle also. It's called a hidden miracle where it shouldn't have happened. It, 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 it wasn't supposed to happen. But nevertheless, Hashem gives me a miraculous salvation, a miraculous occurrence. And it was hidden. It, it happened in such a way that someone could look at it and say, oh, you just got lucky. You got lucky. You know, it, 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 was, it was a fluke. It was a fluke. It's not something that has to clearly be, it can clearly, unequivocally has to be um, breaking the laws of nature like the victory of the Cheshvanayim or the Yavadim. Says the, the Bechar Shor, that's something that you could daven for. You are, you are allowed to daven for. So anything that 
even if it's Hashem manipulating things, even if it's Hashem moving things around for you, even if it means Hashem doing something that wasn't supposed to happen, but as long as someone could look at it and say, you guys got lucky, you got lucky, you're allowed to die for that. <coughs> so, you know, to, to uh, give examples of this, if someone um, is, uh, is, um, is, is rooting for their favorite team, their sports team, and, um, you know, there's three games left to the season, four games left to the season. See if the team's already been eliminated from the playoffs. What? If, I'm giving just hypothetical examples over here. So if your favorite team has been eliminated from the playoffs, to say they should win the Super Bowl, that's a tefillah shav. That would require a miracle. How's that going to work? I don't know. That's gonna, the NFL is going to have to pass some kind of special law that, that uh, you know, they're going to have to go back and review the tapes. No, they really was whatever. That, that's, a, that's a miracle, right? Because they've, they've been knocked out. But let's say, you know, you have the team that hasn't been knocked out yet, but, but they put the odds at like 0.03% that they're going to get into the playoffs and they can win the Super Bowl. 0.03%. There's no way. This is an awful team. Terrible team. The worst team out there. The worst team that ever existed. But they're your team. They're your team. Can you dab in for them to make the playoffs? Can you dab in for them to win the Super Bowl? Yes, you can. Because what would happen if they make the playoffs? What would happen if they talk win the Super Bowl? The team that they're putting the odds at 0.03% that they'll even get into the playoffs. If, if they get into the playoffs and they win the Super Bowl, what's everyone going to say? That was, that was, that was Chris Yamsov? No, they'll say... Well, it was a fluke. They got lucky. There was a series of mishaps, a series of crazy plays, a series of crazy calls. However, it'll work. It'll work, but, it, but you know, it'll be a fluke. The underdogs. That's right. That's right. The underdogs. Um, they'll make a whole documentary about it, right? But, but uh, it can happen. It can happen. You're allowed to die for that. You're allowed to die for that as long as, within the laws of nature... It could still happen, even if it's so remote, even if it's so crazy, even if it's like so out there and outlandish, but if it can happen, even if it has to be attributed to some crazy freak occurrence, then you're allowed to die for it. And that's like the, the again, the, the, the victory of the battle, where the Yavanim were defeated by the Chashronoim. It's not, it wasn't impossible, it was just highly, 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 highly unlikely. They were the underdogs. The, the Greeks were favored by a point spread of... Crazy point spread, right? <clears throat> the the Yavadim were, 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 were the, with the hands down favorite. But we, what we want, nevertheless, is something that could be identified as a fluke. So that's the second approach of the Bechar Shor, is that you're allowed to daven for a miracle which is hidden in nature. And that's the Uyas Alonanism of Lois. So I want to speak out before we're going to explore one more idea. But before we go on, this idea of the Bechar Shor, this is second approach, that what we're davening for is for hidden miracles, it's not so, it's not so simple. Uh, it, 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 it really um, is going to depend on how you interpret and translate Al-Nisim altogether. Al-Nisim, Al-Niflois, Vachuz, al What are Nisim, what are Niflois? So we mentioned the other day by the Hanukkah Masibo, I didn't attribute to the source, but it's a briskarov. The briskarov says Nisim and Niflois are two different types of miracles. The briskarov says that Niflois are the hidden miracles. Niflois are the miracles of like the victory over the Greeks, the victory, the, the, the underdog winning the Super Bowl, going all the way to the Super Bowl. That's Niflois, something that's hidden, like Lushen of Pella. Vuhu Pella. It's hidden, hidden in the laws of nature. Um, and Nais, says the Brizgarab, is an open, open defiance of the laws of nature. That's a Nais, a Nais and a Nifla. 
And he says in Chanukah, we had both. We had the Nifla that was the, vir- the, the miracle of the victory, but the Nase was the miracle of the Shaman. We had a Nase and we had a Nifla. That's why in Al-Nisim, we see Al-Nisim and Al-Niflois. The, the oil burning for eight days, that was a Nase. That was, that was, that was beyond the Nase of laws of nature. That was a violation of the laws of nature. That wasn't the underdogs. That was something that wasn't supposed to happen. That couldn't have happened according to the laws of nature. That's the Nisim and the Niflois. So according to Briskarov, when we say we're asking for hidden miracles and for open miracles so this approach the B'choshar doesn't work if you say a nace means by definition an open miracle B'choshar is learning that they're synonymous or a nace doesn't have to mean specifically an open miracle could be a hidden miracle um, but again this second approach doesn't work if you say that the nace that we're davening for is always an open miracle if you say it's an open miracle like the brisker up then you'll have to right now we're limited to the first approach of the Bechor Shor, which is that um, a community is allowed to daven for, for, for open miracles. There's one more approach, another approach, which is um, mentioned by uh, Ramesha Sternbach, actually, in his Sefer Might of Vizmanim, goes through this, and he says an idea, the following idea. He says, when are you not allowed to daven for Nisim? When you're davening for a specific nace. When you need a Yeshua, you need a salvation. Shem, do a, a miracle. I need you right now. I need you right now to. Um, um, I have to get to work this morning. My car is not starting. The battery is dead. I need you right now to bring the malachim and switch the dead battery for for a a, a, a fresh battery. Right now, I need the malachim to come and change my tire for me. I need the malachim to go ahead and. Um, change this baby from a baby girl to a baby boy. In the delivery room, let's say, you say that, right? The delivery room, you're davening, you get a mouth stuff, it's a girl, you bite a shul and please give me a boy. So that's what you're not allowed to do. That's davening for an ace. That's davening for an open miracle. A specific open miracle. When I want a miracle and I'm naming the miracle and I'm asking for a miracle, you can't ask for that. Ain't same chanal an ace. It looks like it's conceit. It's, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a shav. But at the same time, Hashem does perform miracles. Hashem performs, it's out there, Hashem makes miracles. When, when Hashem deems appropriate, Hashem does do miracles when it's the right thing to do. And if I invoke that, and, and I even um, mention that, and even appeal to that, that's okay because it's not gaiva to daven for the fact that Hashem does miracles in a general sense. And it's not relying on something in a, in a reckless way, in an irresponsible way, when I'm just davening for Hashem. Yeah, Hashem, wherever you need to do miracles, you just keep doing miracles. I'm not relying on the miracle. I'm not asking for a miracle. I'm not making myself worthy for a miracle. And I'm not using up any Eilam Habba because I'm not asking for a miracle for myself. I'm just saying, Hashem, keep whatever, when, whenever you need to make miracles, whenever it's the right, way, right thing to do for you to make miracles, Yasa Lanu Nisim in the Flois, keep making miracles. So he doesn't focus on the Lanu, on the community aspect, but he focuses on the fact that's just generalized um, and, uh, and, um, Ambiguous. I'm not asking for me. I'm not asking for anything specific. So this is his approach. That you're allowed to daven for miracles when you're really not just davening for a miracle. When you're just saying, Hashem, you know when to make miracles. You know when it's the right time to make miracles. Keep making miracles when it's the right time to make miracles like you made them so in short, we have three approaches over here how to address this question. The Ramah tells us something that seems to fly in the face of, of Maimari Chazal. The Ramah says that when you forget Al-Nisim, if you're that B'Diyevadiyad, you say, Hashem, make miracles and wonders for us once again like you made back then. How can we die for Nisim? We have three approaches. The community is allowed to die for Nisim. So if the community, if you're that, for a tzibor, needs a nace, you say, Hashem, make a nace for my community. Spare my community in a miraculous way. For the tzibur, lanu, 
says the Marshal and the Bukhar Shardin's first approach, a community is allowed to ask for Nisa on behalf of the community. I can ask for open miracles on behalf of the community. Second approach <coughs> is one that's, good, one that's dependent in the debate over here. Uh, maybe I'm only diving for hidden miracles, not open miracles. That depends on how you understand Alanisim. And the third approach is you can dive in for indeterminate, ambiguous miracles for Hashem just to keep making miracles. Nafkamila Halacha is, is a community allowed to dive in for, uh, for a miracles on behalf of the community. In the, uh, when we you know, compute this, Talmudically, it comes out that, that, that a point of contention over here is can I ask Hashem for a miraculous salvation that's above the laws of nature, bring the laws of nature on behalf of my community. Am I allowed to do that? Am I allowed to do that? According to the first approach, you can. According to Marshall, you can. According to the other answers, you cannot. So Ramesh Sternbach would say you can't. And the second approach, the Bukhar would say you can't. You, you know, that's that, the Gemara says you're not allowed to die for a miracle, an individual or a community. But according to the Marshall, From the fact that we say in this Harachman or Yasalanu, make for us miracles, we see that a community is different than an individual in the community is actually allowed to daven for miraculous salvations. That's what will come out. They're interesting. We have a bit of a debate halachically if, if a community is allowed to ask Hashem for a miraculous salvation, even if it breaks the laws of nature. Um, when we have these situations sometimes where you have like uh, these great rabbanim like davening for the, like let's say there's like many times there's a decree there's a decree against the community and it was it was, it was like mamash about to like pass about to exterminate all the Jews in the town and they davened was that and but obviously the rabbis appealed and there many times they were successful is that dafka because it was a community or is that because it's theoretically within the realm of possibility that they could change their mind it could, it could be both they have you can have both backing you up. You can have both. Um, they they, they dive for a salvation that's within the laws of nature, um, but when it's on behalf of the community, you have the marshal backing you up. Um, and generally, you know, in Tefillah, we go we go with a lenient opinion. They would be able to dive into Hashem on two levels. Hashem, save us, heaven, you save us. You know, whether that's through the laws of nature or Hashem, we're a community, and the schus of this community, save us even if it requires breaking the laws of nature. And you'll have to articulate that in your Tefillah. Um, <clears throat> you'll have to articulate that. Um, yeah. So, just to wrap things up, now I think this is what Shlomo might have been beginning to ask earlier. Uh, just one final Hashlomo, very interesting, and it's also, and it comes out in a halacha, very practical idea that comes out in terms of davening for people, davening for chaylem, davening for people, people that are ill, that are unwell. So Shlomo was beginning to ask earlier, I think this was bothering Shlomo. The Gemara, the Mishnah says, till 40 days, the first 40 days, you're allowed to daven for it to be a boy. After 40 days, you can't daven for it to be a boy anymore, because already determined, already decided if it's a boy or a girl. Right? So Shlomo was asking, I believe this is what, what he meant to ask. Um, it determines it's a boy or a girl. Nobody knows if it's a boy or a girl, right? The, the baby's there in the womb. No one sees it if it's a boy or a girl. Good, that area of the body's already developed, but you don't see the baby, you know, until the baby's born, until after nine months have passed. When the baby's born, that's when you see if it's a boy or a girl. Why can't I still dive in? Because developed already. But nobody sees it anyway. And if, 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 um, we don't work with whether or not I can see it or not. So even before 40 days, what's the difference? What's this 40-day line of demarcation? The before 40 days, it hasn't been determined yet. You could have, and after 40 days, it's been determined. But you still can't see it. So we see from this Gemara is one idea that leads to another idea, a huge idea. The first idea is, you're right. We don't see the baby until the baby is born. But where the baby is right now, it's already apparent and visible. After 40 days, that part of the body is already developed. Okay? The, the gender organs are already developed. And if Rahman al-Islam, you know, there would be a, you know, a miscarriage or something, you would already be able to tell if it was a boy or a girl after 40 days. Um, 
it, it's, it's a, where, where the baby is, it's clear and apparent and visible. Before 40 days, though, it's not clear and apparent and visible yet, because that part of the body is not developed yet. Until 40 days, you know, the baby is, is, is really not so developed yet. Uh, day by day, week by week, it takes up more of a tsura, but before 40 days, it has no, doesn't have enough tsura to be distinguishable between boy and girl. Okay, so we don't go based on necessarily... Um, what we see, but what we could theoretically see. We could, the- we could potentially see it. Theoretically, if, if we would be able to peek inside, we would see if it's a boy or a girl. So now, though, that presents another question. Now, nowadays, we have all kinds of tests. We know that, that, that genetically, it's already determined at the point of conception if it's a boy or a girl. It could be, in terms of the physiognomy, it's not d- developed until it hits the 40-day mark, but at the point of conception, it either got an XX or an XY set of chromosomes, right? It's either a male or a female at the point of conception, even though you can't see it for 40 days. So let's take this a step further. If we don't go based on what we actually see, we just go with the theoretical. Theoretically, theoretically, if we would open up the womb, we'd see after 40 days, that's a boy or girl that we can't have anymore. So this gemara should be irrelevant now. We shouldn't, theoretically, if we would do a, a genetic test on the baby at the point of conception, we see immediately, does it have boy chromosomes or girl chromosomes? What's the difference between opening up the womb, checking, you know, looking at the baby, or, or taking a test to get extracting some genetic material, and you'll see right away if it's a boy or a girl, we shouldn't be able to dive in anymore. What do we do with this Gemara? It's true, the Gemara's, what the Gemara's saying is true in terms of that the physical development, it takes 40 days to tell if it's a boy or a girl. That's, that's true. That's, that's not, that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed at all. But we have ways of determining, we you know immediately, immediately from the point of fertilization, the point of conception, it, which chromosomes it got, right? So how can you dive in? The Gemara tells us, for the first 40 days, he died for it to be born. This is the time of the Gemara. Everything the Gemara is eternal and timeless. How can, the, how can this Gemara still be binding? The Territz is. The, the place can say, an amazing idea over here. Um, <clears throat> anything that is below the threshold of the naked eye, perception, what we can perceive with the naked eye, with our own senses, Unassisted, unaided by any laboratory equipment, that, 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 that's, that's, that's reality. Anything that requires um, invasive, intrusive types of examinations that require equipments and, 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 and checks and, and, and um, medical exams that require delving and going into a level that is sub, um, sub uh, whatever the word is, subhuman. subvisual, subhuman, below the level of our perception, that is outside of our mitzvahs, and we don't contend with that, we don't deal with that when it comes to davening. As far as we're concerned, it doesn't exist. If you need a, a highly specialized, you know, just to take extract some genetic material, and you need some kind of, some high power microscope to, to see what kind of chromosomes are going on over there, that's, 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 their veld, that's not in our world, doesn't exist over here. That's outside the level of reality, and therefore, even though it's true, it's true, you know, the chromosomes are there already, but what chromosomes? We don't live in a realm of chromosomes. We don't live in a realm of, of, of atoms and molecules and, 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 and DNA. We live in the, in the realm that we perceive with our own senses. Our davening is always determined by what we perceive with our senses, what can be perceived with the human eye. That's what determines our reality, our existence, and that's what determines what we can dive for, what we can't dive for, what's called the nace, what's not called the nace. So it may, have already, it may have already been locked in. It may have already been locked in genetically on a chromosome level, but since we don't see that, we don't perceive that, until it's perceived, perceivable on our level, which is 40 days, you're allowed to have for it, and this applies for all medical procedures as well. And this is why it's such an amazing, mind-expanding idea. Salman Rahman al-Islan, you know, is not, is, is not feeling well. He has, 
telltale symptoms of, let's say, Rachman Lutzlan, certain Shreklucha diseases, but they're not going to know without like performing a biopsy. They're not going to know without performing certain procedures that can't be, the results of which cannot be determined by the naked eye until those procedures are run. And until those tests are done, even if he has certain symptoms, but if, if you can't see it, you need microscopes. If you need specialized equipment to, to make those checks and um, determinations, you are allowed to daven, and you should daven as far as you can, up until the news comes back for the news to come back as positive, as good, encouraging news. As encouraging news, it's not called the Tefillah Shav, it's not called davening for nays. Because until it's been determined, um, if the matter needs to be determined by medical procedures, laboratory equipment, it does not exist in our, in our realm of existence. Not, not in our reality, and, and uh, it's not called davening for nays. It's exactly like davening for the gender of the baby in the first 40 days. An amazing idea. But if, again, like the baby, if, there's, if it's something that you could see with a naked eye, it's just, you know, a matter of like opening up the body and it's either there, it's not there. Your mom should be able to see it. That's like, the, that would be like the fetus being already after 40 days, a boy or a girl. But, but you know, most things are, are, are not that case, you know, against the naked eye. Like, when we, we look at what's going on inside the human body, you know, you know, you know what's going on over there. A boy or a girl, that's pretty easy to determine. But, but most, of the, most of the time, these Rahman al the Shrek the things that we are davening for our loved ones to be spared from are not things that you can ever tell just by opening up a body and checking out the body. You need to have checks and procedures and, and specialized equipment. So, in short, it's not called davening for a miracle. It's not called davening for a miracle for the results to come back um, positive, positive meaning encouraging, for the results to come back, the, 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 the results that we want to hear, it's not called davening for a miracle ever. Say after 20 days, they actually did go through the procedure and they found out what the gender was. Then it's probably too late, right? Yes. Once you've checked it, you brought it down here into this world. So when somebody's sick with something that they know is <clears throat> uh, uh, fatal, so you shouldn't be davening for them anymore? You can daven for them to get, have something, like a hidden miracle, you can daven for a hidden miracle. Because th- there have so been cases for... where, like, it, I right. mean, you know, where... Mm-hmm. The, the doctors say, we don't know how, but somehow he got better. Right, so mm-hmm. it's, it's incredibly remote, but it is possible, so... Yeah. It's about, like, Allah stuff. Concerning DNA, uh, reliability. That what? Uh, if someone wants to inherit something and he brings their DNA proof that he's related. Generally, we were so we're Yeah. What? We're, we, Derekla, <laughs> we are Saimachandad. We're Saimachandad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not something you need aids for. It's um. It's a gilui milso. Gilui milso. That's it. Everyone should have a friendly Hanukkah. Friendly Hanukkah.